0: pickaxe hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's one life left radio show i'm simon byron
1: i am Steve curran
0: there's a hurried end to the show uh, this week that you're about to listen to I enjoyed it thank you for that Steve. Um, partly though i was going to mention the bits about the twitch stream in this bit here <gasps> which you which are done in the main show which the radio listeners don't need to hear we, we we could have wanged on more about Starfield. Mm. <laughs> we did wangle and it. <laughs> had and had to, and had something to say to our podcast listeners here. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. You've you've mixed up your audience, Steve. I have,
1: and you know what? We could have talked about in the show instead. What? Which uh, which I was going to talk about here is I was going to talk about how I was asked to participate in a top hundred games vote. And, Ooh, and the um, the strange rules that it had. Okay, because I, I thought okay. it was good, but I should have talked about that in the show. But still, this is a gift for the podcast listeners. Um, who you know, if you're a radio listener, maybe you listen to the podcast as well because you yeah. like to listen to it. And. If you're a live listener, maybe listen to this three times. So hmm. um, we do record now at lunchtime on a Monday. So if you want to join us live, please do. Uh, you. Today we're recording at twelve, which is a little bit earlier. Uh, usually it's it's 12, 12.30. If you join the Discord, you get a notification when we go live. Um, anyway, I got invited uh, to, to, ask, uh, to to play a part in a you know prestigious top hundred. Interesting.
0: And they, um, just have, I, I mean, my—is mm-hmm. my, my email still working? My, uh, I, I keep, keep picking I it up. I'll, listen, I'll, I'll check. I'll check
1: for you, Simon. Okay. Uh, and for this, I had to pick my top ten games. But Simon, it wasn't just the top ten games; it was the games as they were when they came out. So, what, h- how you felt about them when y- they came out? Yeah, exactly. So, okay. um, the best example that I, I can think of, uh, which which is actually the game that I did choose as my my number one, uh, is Mario 64, which is, wh- when it came out, it was just phenomenal. A, a leap above everything else felt magical. It felt like the beginning of something new, and it was. Uh, but every year you go back uh, well sorry you you may not but every so often I do go back to it and every time I play it, it it feels slightly worse right and if you were going to put together a top 10 of your games of all time right now objectively you would say Mario Galaxy which I've recently uh, completed with my daughter is 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 a better game than Super Mario 64 objectively in every respect and I would say Odyssey is probably the best of all of those games. But in terms of the impact and how you felt about it at the time of release, I think 64 sort of gets leveled up right above that. Compiling a list like that is really weird and interesting, a uh, top 10 of your own personal ones, because you end up with games in there that are really fresh, like things that came out you know, in the last year or so. And you're like, how does that sit next to for example i had doom at, uh, at number 2 uh, because again i think i think doom stands up slightly better today because it's uh, you know but it's still it's still been improved upon anyway uh, a good mental exercise for people um do you have any thoughts on what would
0: be in your top 10 simon yeah i do i'm just waiting to be invited to contribute okay yeah i'll let them know uh, um when are we going to see the results of yours then
1: uh, I think in a month or two It takes a while to add up all those numbers hmm. I, I I suspect that the ones that I've chosen that are the standards will be in there so you know, it's just
0: an unusual criteria that that hmm. specification that it needs to be about what you felt about it when it came out as opposed to yeah okay I think well, I look forward to seeing that Steve yeah. who else is on the who else is on the panel don't do you know?
1: know or don't know yet but I'm looking forward to looking at the list of names. When it comes out, and hopefully seeing yours on there as well, Simon. Or maybe you'll do your own top hundred.
0: Oh, um, yeah, it will be a top hundred of um, Kojima games of well, of a few games. Well, yeah, um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they would probably be on there uh, for at launch, but wouldn't make the list now. Mm yeah mm. and that's the point oh mm. so what you're saying is kajima's behind this <laughs> <it>? <laughs> way it. to game the system all right we'll look forward to that thank you um yes please do keep any suggestions for what we can do on twitch when we are there with our bonus show in a couple of weeks time mm. um honestly we're not being funny we genuinely don't know what to do mm. um and uh yeah i'm getting a bit worried about it and and work's mega busy for me um, and you know lots of stresses and this is only adding to them so anything that we can do that is um, a appropriate b achievable and c easy um <laughs> would be would be much appreciated um we'll see you there
1: otherwise it's hot
0: tubs and bath water for us indeed indeed and no one wants that um good all right well thank you very much for listening please do to keep correspondence coming and we will be back next week here's the show <laughs>
1: Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran and this is a radio show about video games. Hello. Hello, Steve. Why are you shaking your head, Simon?
0: Because I've just seen something that has been perhaps the most shocking thing on the internet. What's that? You say your name's Steve Cohen but the way that the camera was pointed as, as the show's theme ended mm-hmm. uh, didn't give it well I don't know you well enough to know whether that was you what are you talking about can i i can't can I share my screen on this uh, to, 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 uh, to rather than go through a convoluted uh, way of showing you it,
2: it was it a crotch
0: with- no it was just a crotch <laughs> shot it was a crotch shot <laughs> The show started and it was fine. And then, are you on a laptop? Yes. And then you closed. I don't know what you were doing, Mm. but you must have lowered the lid. Oh, hello. I don't (laughs) want to see that again. (laughs) I haven't got enough to PayPal you, (laughs) Steve. I'm sorry. Do you accept Bitcoin?
1: Uh, I was looking for my phone, Simon. Were you? This is is what I'm going to tell the... uh, Tell the papers when they, they ask what was going on. I was looking for my phone and I,
0: I tilted the laptop screen down. I mean, obviously, I took a screen grab because of I'm, not, I'm not. I will post this on the Discord once people can see what they, mi- see what they missed. We could play a few party games with it. You know, the old <laughs> pin the tail on the donkey, <laughs> pill the P on the S. That's what it would be. Um, Crikey, that's thrown me. Simon and I were uh,
1: exchanging WhatsApp messages uh, on Friday, I think. And uh, in our in our social group, which is, is is at the moment determining exactly what the One Life Left team are going to be doing in Tokyo, um, one of the group asked if I had a photo of, of something from our past. And Simon said, Steve has everything. Everything. And I, I subsequently proved that, didn't I, by exchanging photos as well. Now it seems like you have something.
0: I mean, of your own. yeah. Look, uh, it's we're recording this at Monday lunchtime. I've not eaten, thankfully. Otherwise, it'd be all <laughs> all over my keyboard. <laughs> Crikey, shorts weather, isn't it, Simon? It is shorts weather, Steve. But I'm wearing shorts, but actually, without you know flaunting the goods. Look, there are three in the audience now. Have they heard? a <laughs> Word is spreading across the internet. There are three people watching us now. Do you want me to sit out of this? Mm hmm. And let you get on with whatever it is you do? Mm hmm. Okay. Own Steve St fans?
1: <laughs> That's good. Did you just come up with that on your of course own? I
0: just came up with that, yes. Very good.
1: <laughs> We're a video game radio show. We're going to be talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> video games
1: for the next uh, fifty-seven minutes or so. I have a lot to talk about today, Simon. Great, because I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be doing video game letters. We yeah. will video game news in a bit with Charles Spot, who previously to this point he's been the sexy one, hasn't he? He yeah,
0: has been the sexy one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and video game uh reviews. Did I mention that letters for? Video- I don't I wasn't listening Steve I can only I can only hear through my eyes at the moment it's a, <laughs> such an overwhelming sense of being unable to shake what I've just seen I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought I thought last week's show for our first show after a summer break went really well thought we were quite professional and on it right from the start.
0: I'm going to find a way of getting this photo on my phone, and I will show it to you after the news.
1: Uh, We are a video game radio show. We're going to be talking about video games for the next hour. We broadcast on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest uh, radio station in the world. We're also a podcast. Uh, and We've been doing this for ages, Simon, haven't we? But we've never had an intro like this one.
0: Been a long time, Ste. Uh, well, no, because we've never seen anything like that. I'm going to uh, just hold this up for you now. <laughs> I do have an example. It's actually, it's actually given the way that your hands were moving, it's missed a few things out. But uh, I mean, look at that! Oh my
1: goodness!
0: Hey, hey, doing well for yourself, Ste, aren't you? <laughs> no one needs to see that. I, well, I can pop it in the Discord if there's enough, enough demand, uh, or I shall save it for a special occasion. Well, there'll be many
1: of those when we broadcast from Tokyo later in the year. That's exciting, isn't it?
0: Very exciting. It's under two months. We will be in Tokyo, Mm. um, and we will be uh, under your control, listeners. So if there's things you want to know, things you want us to investigate, things you want us to buy you, Mm -hmm. um, or even just comments you want to make on the size of um, Steve's business, we're there for you. Uh, Please write in to... Team at
1: OneLifeLeft.com. It's not the only trip we're doing. We're doing the big two this year in our new spirit of seizing the day, taking One Life Left out on the road, uh, doing Bristol in a couple of weeks. And we've talked already twice on the show about how we really need to plan ahead for that.
0: How's that going? Yep. um, uh, I mean, planning-wise, I have asked for clarification. So this is... um, See, we broadcast live on Resonance, uh, which we love. Uh, we are also uh, our, our podcast is managed um, by uh, Pickaxe, and they're they're doing a Pickaxe Week, so that's all of their podcasts will be broadcasting live on their Twitch channels on the Yogscast Twitch channels um, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, now it's an hour and a half that Steve and I are doing. Uh, that's as that's as much as we know. Mm. Uh, we're going to be the two oldest men on the internet. So um, So I sent an email this morning just saying, hey, uh, realize we've not really been thinking much about what we should be doing. Um, Do you have any special instructions? Uh, Can we have guests? Do you expect us to play video games? Mm. I will let you know when I hear back. But uh, we are desperate for suggestions uh, because, yeah, it's just going to be Steve and I floundering, I think, um, unless we have... Uh, any specific preparation but you know our day jobs are busy enough so mm. don't know don't know
1: mm. well we did have a suggestion in the one life left uh, discord and we'll talk about that in the letters section but i think it's already uh, seven minutes past the hour so it's probably time for us to get on with the news
2: Me, (laughs) CharlesBot1.1. Rumors are swirling that a classic Nintendo series, F-Zero, could be making a comeback, according to Twitter user Pioro, known for accurate Nintendo leaks. The speculation stems from a cryptic tweet referencing a MATLAB function, F-Zero. No official announcement has been made, but Nintendo traditionally hosts a direct live stream in September. The last F-Zero game was released 19 years ago, and fans have been eagerly awaiting a new instalment. Nintendo veteran Takaya Imamura has previously suggested outsourcing a new F-Zero to a third-party developer. Even I, a bot, am excited to see if these rumours are true. But let's hope the new F-Zero isn't a game of waiting another 19 years, because that would be the worst type of long-play game. (laughs) Good.
1: Um, I'm tremendously excited about this, song.
0: So had you seen these 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 rumors I had I
1: uh, have had time to process them and you know um, adding them to the rumors that have been building uh, from for the same sort of sort of sources I think I assume setting my expectations low this is going to be a remaster or not not even a remaster a release of uh, f zero GX on Oh, I was gonna say a virtual platform, but that's not a thing, is it? They, they don't have that for GameCube games. They only have it for N64. So it could be F0X on N64. Is that already there? That is already there.
0: Mm. So it's gotta be a remaster of F0GX, surely. Got to be. Mm. Has to be. Well, has to be. Um I mean, we've 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 been here before, Steve, so I'm surprised to hear you talking um with such enthusiasm rather than being worried that this is yeah. um this is this isn't going to come to pass, or that it's you know just uh, inter- intellect baseless speculation. It does mm. seem that you've uh, that you're on board with it. We should know this week because mm-hmm. that's uh, when the um, the direct is likely to air. We don't get a lot of notice on these things, so between now and the next show, Steve, uh, you know list- listeners can currently enjoy your enthusiasm and tune in next week for your <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be, Simon? What do you? What's your instinct? Well, I think it's going to be F 99 ninety nine, isn't it? Hmm? It will be a battle royale version of the of the of the earlier F Zero games. Oh, you think? That's what I think. They've done a couple of games before. They've been very reluctant to develop uh sort of new versions of the game yeah. since the GameCube. I so I suspect that would that would be Mike. if I was a betting man, Steve, which I am uh, I I would put a pound on that
1: being the outcome here. Okay, which engine though? So are we talking, you know, SNES era? Yeah,
0: or Game
1: Boy Advance? You think that yep. one? Because yep. I would go for that in the. Uh, that would be great as a 3D thing, but yeah, the the 2D one. Less interested
0: in that. Fewer interested. Okay, so so talk us through your thoughts and feelings now. Mm. Because I, mean, I can see it. I can see it. I, I was, I was, I was going to say I can see it on your right. face, but that's preferable for what I was looking at at the yeah. start of the show. But I have to say, let's have a look now and see and see what's going on down there. <laughs> maybe I could maybe I could whisper some suggestions, <laughs> and we can see what you're really thinking. Are we
1: brainstorming new Twitch features right now? <laughs> um, yeah, I. I'd play it, wouldn't I? Would we need to You be, would. Would we be, need to be subscribers again?
0: Uh, to... Yes, you would, yeah, because mm. it's online, isn't it? It's yeah. going to bring you back.
1: Would work, wouldn't it? Mm. Not sure. I, I, I do hope they do something. I tell you what I had... I, when I'd set my expectations as low as I previously could, <laughs> without you moving the bar down slightly, I, I had thought, well, it, it's probably going to be a remaster, but maybe it'll be a remaster in the vein of... Mario Kart, uh, not that Mario Kart 8 is a remaster, really, but um, the way they've retrofitted the ability to add more tracks to that, that would also make sense. So if they put out S0GX, which we know because there's GX and AXX, is, you know, has slightly different tracks in it as well. If they put out that and the ability to, hey, guys, subscribe for another year to Nintendo, um, whatever the thing is called. What is it called? What is the online program Nintendo called?
0: Nintendo Online. Oh, I think it's just called, isn't it? Very There's creative. Basic Subscribe for another year
1: to Nintendo Online. We're nearly out of Mario Kart tracks, but you can get another you know, uh, season pass or four season passes for the um, F-Zero thing. That would make sense. I was like, yeah, that's great. That's great, but thank you for
0: resetting well let's see i mean you, you you can tell i actually don't know anything about because there are occasions sometimes Steve, when i do mm. i do have inklings of actually what is going on but yeah. i've heard nothing about <laughs> this one
1: <laughs> that is so absolutely you... what is setting my if, if simon knew this was going to happen he wouldn't say
2: it therefore no. yeah, <laughs> therefore exactly. we're just betting on you and
1: I, would i bet on you I'm not sure
2: nintendo has been discreetly showcasing tech demos for its next gen console rumored to be the successor to the nintendo switch in private at gamescom These demos feature an advanced version of Zelda. Breath of the Wild and Epic's The Matrix awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo, both operating on the new console's target specs. The console is anticipated to employ NVIDIA's DLSS upscaling technology which could lead to improved graphics and frame rates. Although the company remains silent about the new hardware, it's speculated to launch in late 2023 or 2024. So stay alert, folks. Is it a coincidence that the new Switch was revealed at the same time Broken Sword Remastered 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 was announced? The answer is yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very, very high walls at the Nintendo booth at Gamescom, I noticed.
0: Weren't they? And again, how... How can you tell watch publishers haven't seen the switch too? oh they're doing a story about it on, on, the, the, on the radio <laughs> on the radio show <laughs> I've not seen it so um yeah I was uh I mean actually going back to the days of the original switch announcement I was part of the group that did see see stuff early mm. um uh, yes, we were shared back in the day um as my previous place, uh, where we were um, shown what it, what the features were, what it would uh, mm-hmm. what it would be doing, sort of targets, hardware and stuff. And um, as an illustration, I mean, as a Nintendo fanboy, I was incredibly excited for the first time to be invited in and hear all this stuff. But as an as an illustration of how secretive they are, I, I mean, uh, you know, the, the the NDAs and the things you need to sign to say you're not even going to tell anybody. <laughs> you, you, so you're not tell anybody that doesn't know. Um, are uh, a pretty uh, heavy documents. Um, I was really excited. I was like, oh, God, I need to be able to talk to this. I couldn't talk to you about it at the time because mm. I hadn't heard that you'd been disclosed. Um, I had a relative who worked at Nintendo. I appreciate that sounds like I'm at school, um, <laughs> but I said, "Oh, can I tell uh, ex relative? Can I talk to ex relative about this?" And they went, "No, mm. this person doesn't know themselves yet." Oh. I know. I know. So then, yeah, reading about they were showing it off in this Gamescom where I was mm-hmm. um, was a little disappointing.
1: Diligent listeners to One Life Left could go back to the archives
0: and listen to what you were saying about it
1: mm. and compare.
0: I, I think, well, I remember being really intimidated by what we had to sign at the time, so I don't think I would have said anything.
1: Did, have we talked about um, on the show before about when I was? I was in a similar situation with the PlayStation Vita? like back sure. in the day so i was one i was one of the first people on the planet to see the vita um when it was very uh rough model of what it was going to be uh, obvious prototype and i was we were the first studio outside of sony to be given uh the specs and a dev kit so we could work on something for it And uh, this was super, super exciting for me, but also absolutely terrifying. Like you had to sign a a huge thing, which basically said I'd be going to jail for a very long time. Um, If I told anyone, and by jail I mean just basically money jail. So (laughs) uh, they would take all my money and everything I owned and I'd get in a lot of trouble. So I was very scared, very excited. And all this was fine, um, except... Once I was flying, so the game was being developed out of a studio that I was creative directing in the US. I flew into San Francisco airport, very, very excited, and um, got to immigration. Um, and I'd had my passport stolen uh, like the time before. And so uh, they I had a new passport and they took me to secondary to check my new passport. And the guy there said, uh, what do you do? I said, I'm a video game developer. He said, what are you working on? and i said i can't tell you <laughs> and he said well i can't let you into the country then <laughs> and, and then that's I, where you're
0: broadcasting from yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: well that that's what it felt like cuz then i got basically taken to what you know a whole a literal holding cell um where i just had to sit there and think what am i going to do in this situation don't have my phone can't call anyone can't tell anyone where i am this i know there's someone on the other side of the airport waiting for me um and i i genuinely had no idea because you know uh, i talked to people since and they've said well i think in that situation you would be allowed to tell them what 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 you're doing but it felt very high risk to tell a you know just a random guy oh i'm working on this new piece of this new game for a new piece of hardware for sony anyway eventually there's no dramatic end to the story i am oh. still there um what happened was the shift changed uh like a new guy came on said what do you what do you do i said i make video games I said what do you do i can't tell you said all right fair enough let me go and that was that was that
0: oh, i am um, i don't think you you have said that before that's uh that sound terrifying i am um, when I was working on the, the Doctor Who games with with the real Charles Cecil, mm. we went we went down to see um, the new Tardis uh, with some journalists. Kieran Gillen was there, um, and uh, it was at this nondescript building next to a petrol station in Cardiff. And going in, we had a similar thing: we had to put our phones in a box. We ha- we went onto the Tardis uh, during a break in the a lunch break in filming. It was Matt Smith's first series, so they, so we went in. And they had David Tennant's TARDIS, which was all destroyed (spoilers). Um, and Matt Smith's sort of new one. And we had to—I so had to put my hands behind my back because you weren't allowed to touch it. But the TARDIS has been designed almost explicitly, I think, to try and try and make you want to grab hold of bits of it. <laughs> um, but the NDA that we signed then—it would be. Um, Uh, illegal for us to tell anybody about what we saw, but equally illegal for other people to hear it. So (laughs) we could have been in a position where I could have just whispered something to you and that would have been illegal. I could have made, you know, if if I'd been brave enough, I could have uh, made every every listener to One Life Left commit a crime as opposed to just us doing it weekly.
2: (laughs) Universal Studios has launched a spine-chilling The Last of Us experience at their Orlando and Hollywood parks as part of their annual Halloween Horror Nights event. Visitors are guided through a recreated, abandoned Pittsburgh by actors playing Joel and Ellie, while other actors portraying various creatures jump out at them. The event, running until November 4th in Orlando and October 31st in Hollywood, features a total of ten and eight haunted houses, respectively. The Japanese park, while lacking the Last of Us house, boasts a Resident Evil-themed house, among others. So grab your torches and courage, it's time for some frightful fun. Now imagine a Broken Sword theme park attraction. You'd probably find yourself solving a mystery in a replica of Paris, complete with a goat blocking your path every now and then and don't forget the ride the templars curse where you'd be chased by a giant rolling stone but remember it's all fun and games until someone loses an ancient manuscript if you ask it's not bad is it yeah. it's not bad did
0: you ask no, the AI just
2: to imagine that stuff? Or?
0: I did, but I used to... Sort of, sort of I mean, it's probably what you're doing all the time, Steve, but I, me as an AI novice, I asked. I explicitly asked it to use, to come up with what a Broken Sword um, theme park would look like using real world examples. And that's, that's not really bad, so. is it? Really I would good. have appreciated it if it said, being chased by an old rolling stone, like Mick Jacker. I chuck <laughs> that in <laughs> <laughs> on those lines. But uh, yeah, I was impressed with that. Did you see this? I did not see this. Uh, what do you think? oh nice idea nice idea mm. it's a shame that it's only temporary i think um but uh i've not watched the video yet but i can imagine i mean it's exactly what you want as a if you've played the games you've enjoyed the games the idea of going into a last of us um house uh, where you know if, uh, if you those unfamiliar with the games uh, the enemies within usually um just react to any noise Uh, And so having to sort of tiptoe around that would be pretty scary. Uh, Similarly with Resident Evil as well. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. So looking forward to hearing some more stories about people that are able to enjoy them during this limited season. Which game would
1: you theme a haunted house around? Um, And I guess I mean that, which would terrify you the most?
0: Yes, it would be... um, the resident evils wasn't it or something mm. around i think i think resident evil or or the original condemned were two games that i found incredibly do you uh, find
1: resident evil scarier than silent hill silent hill's much more frightening to me
0: yeah i didn't i, I haven't played a silent hill game uh, for such a long time mm. um uh yeah for some reason I just bounced off that series so uh that the bits that I have played have been quite brief it was a game designed around a hardware limitation wasn't it mm, the fog which yeah. is smart right like yeah yeah yeah, really yeah.
1: Smart. um the the other one that always springs to mind in 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 those sort of haunted house is project zero or fatal frame yeah. which I, I thought was was also smart because it took away the combat Element of shooting at ghosts or stabbing ghosts or any of those things, and just said take photos of them, and so you feel defenceless in that kind of way. But I definitely think in a horror a horror house sort of situation, it's Silent Hill. You don't you don't want those corridors and the things looming out of you. Attention. I wonder if anyone's made a PT haunted house. That's, just a big loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And then you
2: take it away before you actually get to play it. Right? <laughs> exactly.
0: <Very good. laughs>
2: Hold on to your joysticks, folks. Sega's classic arcade racer, Daytona USA 2, is finally getting a home port, a mere quarter of a century after its arcade debut. The game will feature in Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, under the new title Sega Racing Classic 2, cleverly sidestepping any pesky rights issues. Other arcade classics like Fighting Vipers 2, Flicky and Galaxy Force are also set to join the party. Despite Sega Sammy selling off its arcade business in 2022, it seems the spirit of Sega's arcade glory days lives on. Now, where did I put my driving gloves? And speaking of Sega's next moves, I wouldn't be surprised if they start including ports of old games in their new ones. Imagine booting up the latest Sonic game only to find a hidden Puyo Puyo level. Or what if the next Yakuza game had a secret Streets of Rage minigame? At this rate, we might see a Golden Axe boss in the next football manager, Sega, always keeping us on our toes. Or should I say our joysticks?
0: I
1: mean that is literally what this is about, Charles. So, like Sega, yeah, but
0: uh, Golden Axe boss, uh, boss in football, football Manager, I manager was, is. <laughs> was a nice idea.
1: Yeah, it did feel at the end of that story like he was just he was just brainstorming material and just jokes, and he was like, "It's not working, it's
0: not working, yeah. it's not <laughs> no, working." Yeah. Here's, working. The yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. here's the one, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so the, I, I've played a lot of the uh, Yakuza as was series uh, before. I always find these moments where you discover the arcade machines and you can play them a lot more interesting than actually playing them. There's that like peak of like, oh my goodness, I can sit down and I can play Outrun, and you do it twice. And then you're like, mm, not going to do it again. Which speaks to, uh, I think, the thing we mentioned a few weeks ago on the show, of you spend more time setting up these retro arcade machines than you do actually playing them.
0: Yeah, I agree. It just seems a real shame to sort of like effectively paywall this behind mm. not just like money you need to spend on another game, but then it, but then the, the time that you invest in sort of getting that far. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it it gets people talking. I think the idea of putting something unreleased in there is is absolutely that's more likely to get me mm-hmm. to get that far. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, for those that have been desperately waiting for it, the fact that they're only going to be able to play it within another game. Um seems seems a bit of a shame.
1: Have you have you played at any of this series before ever sort of sunk real time into it?
0: No, I keep meaning to um and I've got Yakuza 0 and Like a Dragon Ishii on the installed on the hard drive for those times that when I'm going to go oh I'm just going to start this now. Mm. Um but uh, no I've I've not got too far into them. I think they're really
1: enjoyable. Like they mm. they they're, they're almost the reason I haven't gone back since I think it was six or something like that is I know I will enjoy them all. And they are template things, right? The, the, the world is much more fun than, uh, than a Western version. It's, it, it, it sort of laughs at itself. It's aware of its own limitations. It plays to the tropes of the series as well. Um, and the experience is a lot more varied within them as well. Uh, Find like the missions and the mini games often distracting, but you can easily end up sinking, you know, a hundred hours into it. And you come away, or I come away going, I haven't learned anything, it's just the same, same as the previous one. I've enjoyed it, and sometimes that's enough. Uh, But there are so many games at the moment that, that. I'm trying to play things and get things out of them from a design front and from a, oh, I've never seen that before, uh, which is not what you're going to get here. <laughs> Clearly, as a big part of the appeal is putting retro games in there.
0: Well, we are going to be there in a couple of months, aren't we? Mm. Do you think maybe, maybe you should play
2: one of them in advance? and uh... we, can re-
0: we can recreate it.
2: Xbox Chief Phil Spencer has been dropping hints that the forthcoming Elder Scrolls 6 might just be an Xbox exclusive, following in the footsteps of Starfield, which is only available on Xbox Series XS, PC, and Microsoft's Game Pass. This is Bethesda Game Studios' first release since Microsoft bought its parent company, ZeniMax Media, in 2021. Spencer said that Microsoft considers exclusivity on a case-by-case basis, aiming to give players a choice in how they play. However, he remained elusive on whether Elder Scrolls 6 would be Xbox only, citing the game's far-off release date as a factor. Now, if Phil Spencer wants to get Broken Sword as an Xbox exclusive, he might have to pull out all the stops. Maybe he could challenge the developers to a game of Elder Scrolls 6. If he wins, Broken Sword becomes an Xbox exclusive. If he loses, well, let's just say he might have to rename the Xbox Series X the broken sword box or perhaps he could try a more diplomatic (coughs) approach offering the developers unlimited access to his personal stash of Mountain Dew and Doritos after all who can resist the allure of gamer fuel and if all else fails he could always resort to a good old fashioned treasure hunt He could hide the rights to Broken Sword somewhere in the world and then send the developers on a real-life quest to find them. If they succeed, they get to keep the rights. If they don't, well, they've had a fun adventure at least. But let's be real. The most effective method might just be to promise the developers a cameo in Elder Scrolls VI. Who wouldn't want to be immortalized in one of the biggest games of all time? (laughs) All right, talk it's, us through that then.
0: He's got some thoughts, hasn't it he? Does. Got some thoughts. He really does. Uh, I mean, obviously those thoughts were were lengthy, mm. uh, but it was interesting to see the fly- where he where he went on uh, what Phil would need to do to make Broken Sword an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, I hope Phil's
1: listening. Describing Elder Scrolls Six as forthcoming feels a bit previous, especially since you know the stuff we talked about last episode of One Life Left. <laughs>
0: Well, absolutely. And the other thing, of course, is that um we appear to be giving Phil a lot of leeway because you make video games, Steve, don't you? And so the implication that I'm that that, that Phil's giving here when they decide um, you know, on a case by case basis, game by game basis, what formats to publish it on, is that at the end of this, when you've finished making the Elder Scrolls Six and at the end of the code you type the end, <laughs> that's that's when you think about what yeah. formats you're going to be publishing on, isn't it? And then, and then you just go and to PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who shall I give this to? <laughs> exactly. Who, who would really appreciate this? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we will be taking a view. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you should probably be taking a view now if you're going to be doing it. So mm. I think you're going to be unlucky, PlayStation owners. That would be my that would be my guess.
1: I do, but. By the time we get to that point, the landscape will be vastly
0: different. Anyway, um, we're talking. It's probably- well, we, we'll we will all be playing it on the broken sword bot
1: <laughs> <laughs> for a start. Yeah, it's been a good week for Charles Bot, I think.
0: Uh, this yeah, week. I mean, it, it, yes, there is one joke with Charles. It's either broken sword. Well, actually, all the other joke is um, his relationship with his AI wife. Uh, but it's a bit broken sword heavy this week. But uh, made me laugh. Yeah, thank you to you both.
2: One Life Left Video Game News with me, Charles Bot
1: 1.1. We are One Life Left. Uh, we're a video game radio show based around London in the UK. Uh, we broadcast on Resonance 104.4 FM, which is a fabulous radio station. You should listen to all of their other shows. And we're also a podcast. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com The podcast is put together by our under caretaker, Phil. He does all of the edits and he does the socials and all of that kind of thing. Um, if you want to know more about the show, you can find the show notes and other stuff at hello.onelifeleft.com
0: uh, I think we've already dealt
1: with most of our other business before the news this week, haven't we?
0: Uh, we have you should just talk about marioki in bristol in a couple of weeks
1: that's right uh we are doing marioki in bristol in fact a poster for it is being drawn right now uh, that will go out tomorrow uh there'll be tickets available you can find those at the usual places beyond on the One life left discord uh, on the marioki discord there are tickets available right now i think there are 10 um and we're doing it on uh, which night is it tuesday night it's uh, the 26th, is Wednesday. Is yeah, it Marriott. 27th? That's right. Uh, Mariaki on the 27th at a new venue in Bristol. So super, super excited about that. Um, we'll also be doing a gig in October in London. Uh, we haven't found the ve- well, we think we found a venue, also be a new venue. Uh, but we'll talk about that more maybe on the show next week. Good. Good time for the letters letters
0: <laughs> email messages and forward bcc one life letters Thank you for your correspondence uh, last week and before. Sorry, we didn't deal, uh, deal <laughs> um, with them adequately last week. Uh, we will do so now. So Raging Crins wrote on the Discord. Hi, Steve and Simon. Simon here. Just want to start with, I love the show. I'm a few episodes behind, but that makes August better. Just listening to the episode where Steve talks about his dice game. I have to say it sounds amazing and right up my alley. He then hit me with bad news. He talked about the platforms and didn't mention Xbox. Just want to ask, is there a reason for this? Also, second question, Simon, more Yogscast games on Xbox, please. Thumbs up emoji by Simon. Uh, Thank you for that. Lovely message. Always nice to hear. Steve. Are you bringing your game to Xbox? Uh, might be. The
1: reason is it's early right now, and it's easy. Uh, but, I mean, the test that we are going to put out in, I think, four weeks' time, something around then, uh, the test is going to be on PC, uh, and it's just a test. It's not early access. It's, it's nothing more than the combat part of the game. I'm sure I mentioned this when we were chatting about it before. Um, but the test is, uh, is on PC, and then... Once we've got that, we're going to be looking at platform. You know, we'll like we said on the show, we'll finish it and then we'll decide on the audience. We'll go who deserves this. Uh, I'd love to see it on as many platforms as possible, um, and that includes mobile and handheld formats as well. But for now, just testing on PC.
0: Uh, and then, in terms of YorksCast games coming to Xbox, uh, well, we announced last week that Playtop will be launching on November the second uh, beyond Xbox and also. Um, uh, into Game Pass uh, so look out for that and we do have some more coming next year as well so uh, hopefully you'll like them too
1: I should say testing on PC testing
0: on PC and Mac
1: because it runs on my Mac although it's uh, it's also makes my Mac run very very hot because it has not been optimised so if you've got a Mac that you don't mind being hot then you can play that on it <laughs> Uh, second uh, letter. Do you have one? Should
0: I find? Uh, one? They're all they're all from the mailbag. Okay. Um, Tim writes, dear si- Simon Bot and Steebot and the real Charles Settle. The case of Thaler versus the Register of Copyrights in the US has raised the question of who owns a copyright on AI-generated image. Apparently, human interaction is required for copyright to be granted and the work done by AI counts for nothing. Since it's now possible to get AI to generate entire video games, which can then be played and the video recorded by AI and then uploaded and edited by AI, does, that's, does that mean we can just replace Twitch with a phrase of provide a weekly stream of a Space Invaders type game in chat GPT and Rake in the Millions. Which do you think are the most streamable game genres? Thanking you, Tar, Tim. You're our resident AI expert, at Steve. What is this case? And did I even pronounce it right?
1: I don't know that case. Um... Sounds like you're involved in it, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm denial.
1: Um, streamable genres, though, Simon. Surely it's um, it's the... the- the, the simplest streamable genre for you to kick out a game and that AI could do a good crack at is the uh, is the anger-inducing, rage-inducing game, right? The one that streamers like to yell at, like only up, which has recently been pulled, I believe, from Steam completely forever, according to the dev.
0: Indeed, it's like the um, like the times that Flappy Bird was pulled, mm. uh, and that uh, the developer said it was just causing them too much stress.
1: Yeah but there are uh, plenty of only up clones uh, Aren't that have taken the place. So that seems to be the easiest thing to kick out if you if you want to have a go at streamer baiting. Otherwise, it's the kind of... I imagine like the things where the streamer gets to tell their own story rather than just reiterating the story in the game already so they get to generate something. And that can be an open-world-type experience or a roguelike, that kind of thing. You're the expert, though, Simon.
0: Yeah, I agree. I... I um... Yes, uh sort of nonlinear games are the most difficult. Um, emergent gameplay is the easiest. Uh, mm-hmm. not all streamers are the same though. You think mm-hmm. you know, there is a sort of stereotype about um uh you know, streamers always wanting stuff that's always chaos and everything on fire all the time. But mm-hmm. uh different streamers mm-hmm. like different things. So um yeah. Um we we like card games at the moment, so that's what that's what we're looking at from a Yogs Games point of view. Um, I have something here from uh, One
1: Life Left Show Chat, which is a little bit of advice on the Discord for Twitch. Uh, Stuart writes I'm too old for Twitch too, but I understand it's some sort of site for selling
0: used bathwater. Maybe you could do that. I mean, maybe it will resort to that. Who knows? Let's see. We'll see.
1: In the future, anything's possible. If you have any suggestions for what we do on Twitch, as Simon said earlier in the show, please
0: email. Team at onelifeleft.com. Do you have any more letters? We do. Matt has written in today uh, Dear team, and maybe SSG. Poking up my phone the other day, I saw that Apple Arcade tells you which titles are leaving the service. Among them is my kid's favourite, Assemble with Care, or The Fixing Game, as she calls it. And a game called South of the Circle, which turns out to be a narrative game set in the Antarctic, but which tells its story partly through flashbacks and uses some nice gamey tricks to manage the switches. Driving a vehicle through a blizzard in Antarctica becomes driving a vehicle through the streets of somewhere else. Flashing beacons in the snow resolve into rural English train station signal, that sort of thing. I would almost certainly have missed this game, which I am enjoying, without its impending removal. What games have you discovered either just in time or just as they cease to be available to you? Cheers, Matt. It's a great question. Ooh, very good question. <laughs> what what um what happens to these games once they leave um Apple Arcade? Do we know? N- neither of us are an uh, arcade subscribers, are we? We're not. Um... Are, y- are you able to buy them? Yeah. I, I mean, so I know that both of these are available on PC.
1: They're already. Oh, sorry. You mean available on on iOS? I yeah. imagine they'd. Yeah, I imagine they'd go straight into premium uh, status. Uh, I've seen um, the Arctic one uh, at trade shows yes. around the place. It's lovely. Thought it looks absolutely beautiful. I'm glad it's found a home there because uh, those games sometimes struggle to get the sort of publicity that requires uh, that brings them an audience. So that's great news. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting being alerted, much like people get alerted to Netflix removing shows or whatever by saying "only a week left of this." Um, I can't think of an example though for for a game because I don't use that service uh, that I've been alerted to too late.
0: No, I use a plugin on Steam um, uh, which tells you uh, if games are in bundles. It tells you if they. Um if they're on any, on any subscription services. Um, and uh, yeah, frequently when I'm browsing, it says leaving Game Pass soon. Um, what Microsoft does, I believe, is that um, if a game is leaving, it's quite uh, public about them. It gives you an opportunity to purchase them to own at a discount, uh, which is quite a nice way of doing it. I hope a similar thing is happening over on the arcade.
1: Uh friend of the show, Tony, has... Added in One Life Left chat, uh, if something leaves Apple Arcade, the devs need to republish it as essentially a new game, which may or may not be worth the effort. Ooh,
0: thank you for the insight, Tony. Tony's launching his game a week today, isn't he? Very soon. Dungeon Golf. Yes, you should uh, You should come on and talk about that next week. Maybe talk us through what it's like to launch a game tony if you if you fancy it although i'd imagine you'll have other things to panic her out <laughs> on launch days i i i love a launch day and i hate a launch day talking of user
1: contributions uh listener contributions if you want to write a letter for next week's one life left please do so by emailing
0: team at one
1: or you can drop a note on the discord It is 42 minutes into One Life Left, our second episode of this new season. Um, and things are going pretty well after a interesting start to the episode.
0: Is that how you describe your top shelf content, Steve? Interesting. When, when it's time for Steve and Mrs. Steve to uh, you know, show affection, is that this is time for
1: type for interest? Is, is this how you prompt Charles Bot? Is this what you do when you're sweet talking him for the, for the news? <laughs> hmm. Um those lines. We we left our review section too late last uh last episode. Um and I wonder whether we should start it now because I think we've got a, probably both got a lot to say about Starfield.
0: There's only one way of finding out Steve, isn't
1: there? Alright. Do you know what? I'm gonna start the reviews jingle.
2: Someone is at the front
0: door. <laughs> did you hear that?
1: Did hear that? Do you that's want to go? It's my ring and... doorbell. I heard. Didn't mine? Mine went off last week, didn't it?
0: It did. Yeah, I can see see that the post lady's there. We could do some unboxing. I'm not sure that's going to get through the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't go and get it. Can I? Let's carry on.
1: Um, so I've stopped the reviews jingle because we oh. did review. Starfield last week. I'd, I'd mm. like to sort of discuss it in a little more detail this week, because it's what the whole internet is discussing, and because I have a load of thoughts about Starfield, and I'm struggling to put them into the right order. I don't think I'm ready for my definitive review of Starfield yet, so I thought maybe we can hash those out between us. And
0: okay, so come up with the official One Life Left verdict. Yeah. How are you finding it, son? Well, I play these types of games differently to you and it's been a long time. I mean, I remember when um, Skyrim came out and both of us absolutely fell in love with it Mm. um, and it occupied my thoughts, um, you know, much, uh, uh, yeah, uh, just I fully occupied them almost it seemed for for months and months and months. Um, And uh, so Starfield was excited for, you know, I haven't... uh, in terms of sort of tent pole releases this year is uh crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh this is the one that I was looking forward to the most. Uh, you know, it even went to the extent of inviting a friend over from Iceland to <laughs> unlock it uh early. <laughs> um now I'm playing it on my uh ROG ally. Um, and so again, I've been back uh enjoying in, yes just enjoying how to play pc games ag- again which is um an enormous amount of tinkering um i found myself back on nexus mods over <laughs> the last week i know uh, well um there was some uh, posts on the on the uh on the subreddit just saying that there was this amazing um mod which uh, enabled it to run uh, particularly well on the ally on the ally and i have to say um it's up and running you know minimum 30 frames a second you know often into the mid 40s depending on what sort of environment that you're in and it it runs beautifully now obviously it's got low level of detail and all that sort of stuff but um it's it's an absolute marvel i you know as i i I, uh i never would have dreamt that a triple a game that you know seemingly is bugged on many other formats could run so well in your hand um and so uh, I haven't been able to sort of play it for extended play sessions, dipping in and out of it here and there. And I'm very much Johnny Main Quest, uh, is what I'm doing. I'm, my side quest prompts are filling up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm mainly getting on with the main quest. Pausing, Steve, only to go and buy, <laughs> well, I've been reading guides as well. PC Gamer told me where to, when to go and buy a really good pistol early on. Okay. So I did a little bit of grinding on that and went to, um, Akala City and bought it from the lady there. Mm-hmm. The Endurance, it's called. It's a really good pistol. Um, and I'm putting my skills points into, uh, ballistics and pistols mm-hmm. and persuasion. See, that's, that's, that's the right, type of okay. guy I am.
1: Okay, so I started with uh, the persuasion skill because yep, uh, I was, was really enjoying the dialogue stuff in Baldur's Gate, really enjoying sort of steering that, and that waiting on every dialogue option in Baldur's Gate felt like, I want to pick that, but I also want to pick that, and I know that one's going to result in a dice roll, and maybe I won't pass it. It really felt like it had consequences, and so I wanted some more of that. I was less interested in the sort of shooty, shooty part of Starfield. So I chose that, and I have been hugely disappointed in the dialogue in Starfield, um, partly on a straight-up writing level. Like, I, I think the writing is, is to me, uh, and obviously this is subjective, but the writing seems quite poor, um, it lacks personality. It lacks um, any kind of intrigue, or it's never funny, it's never... Um, it's, it's never pointed. It's just all in the middle. It's kind of blah. It's just there. And yet simultaneously, all of the three options I'm given every time, I think for every one of them, I wouldn't say anything like that. I'd never say that. I wouldn't say that. That's, you know, each of them seems annoying. And furthermore, it doesn't matter what I pick. It, it, It never matters because they just funnel you straight back to the the next thing when there is a persuasion game it feels like a lottery and it doesn't front page what is happening
0: um there. i had to uh, look at a youtube guide to understand what persuasion how persuasion mm-hmm. works um and having done that i still don't fully understand it and mm-hmm. um, however uh, yesterday i was in a scenario um where i wanted to persuade somebody to do something and i didn't and i'm like oh god don't know what to do now then um mm. uh because i hadn't unlocked and another skill that would have i think given me a solution so i'm like oh i don't want to do this but I, i'm committed i'm not gonna I'm gonna reload i have pers- i failed that persuasion check <sighs> so i went and had a look around sort of other bits and bobs to do and and like sometimes you know the, the way that these sort of branching games work where they where obviously what they can't do is present you with an with um an an a, an unsolvable scenario mm-hmm. and so like if you haven't developed the lock picking skills to unlock a door just look to the right normally you can hop over some barrels if you, if you can't <laughs> master the, the sort of expert lock pick that's sort of yeah. generally how these things work but yesterday i was in an environment i'm like oh this is going to be a nightmare if i can't do this and uh so I failed that and i couldn't get what i needed i was like Ugh, the only way i'm going to be able to do this is to is to you know get Get the pistol out, use my ballistics, mm. um, and uh, and uh, cause trouble, which is what I started doing, and then things happened. That gave me a, a different out out of that, which mm-hmm. which meant that it didn't end up going out. So it didn't start as I wanted it to, and it didn't end as I thought it might. And actually I was I was I was reasonably impressed with that. Those examples are scattered throughout the galaxy. They're few and far between. But mm. yeah, definitely yesterday I was like, oh God, I'm gonna have to do it this way now. Oh, okay, actually I can do that. So I was I quite liked
1: that. So I gave up with my... As you said, when we both got Skyrim, we approached it in very, very different ways. You are Johnny Main Quest and I like going off on the side missions or just doing whatever I want and seeing whether that breaks. And in Starfield, very, very quickly I found this is an empty universe with just stuff that the side quests all seem to be go to this cave and get these things oh you've got these things oh here's some credits go and do this like go and destroy these ships in space and that just all felt boring and bland and every location felt the same and i thought okay i'll be johnny main quest as well so i've gone back to doing these things now i loathe every character i've met and not in an interesting way in Baldur's gate i also really disliked them uh, like, but I dislike them because they were hateful people or selfish people or you know hipsters or, or whatever. Here, I dislike them because they're just bland. They're just like the boring guy in the office who you just don't want to talk to. Just I really,
0: really dislike everybody. Um, does, does that And does that mean that you're not flirting with them when you're giving off to them? not the flirting with anyone. No, I'm just. I mean, sometimes those flirt options could come completely. It's like, do you want to flirt with this, with, with this character? No, I don't. No. What about it? We're, we're, we're discussing some massive, you know, world ending problem? How about a little
1: flirt? At this point, I generally just choose the first conversation option because it doesn't matter. And when occasionally I choose one that's like a flirty one, there'll be an extra line of dialogue or something, and that'll fun- funnel you back to the previous one. Um, I, I I I I don't. I've stopped caring particularly about the dialogue. So I've gone onto the onto the main quests, and I am. Following them through and following these characters, um, see, seeing some. Why, why do Bethesda think that children are just small adults? Like, what is wrong with them? Why is that uh, that a thing? Anyway, um, and I'm, I'm still not feeling at all that I'm in space at any point. Even you know, maybe in the space fights, but I'm just clicking around from scenario to scenario. The UI feels just impenetrable, even after sinking 40 hours into it. Just every time I get lost, it's so hard to bring up the mission screen. Like, I, I just find... And then sometimes it sends me directly to the planet. Sometimes I don't end on it. Still not sure why I'm doing most of the stuff. Um, and then I... Yesterday, I learnt my first space skill. Type thing. Okay. Have you done that? I have. Yeah, what did you think of that moment when you go into the into the temple?
0: Uh, it took me. Um, I had to follow a guide yep, to understand same. where to get to. And uh, once I was in there, I got. I, I, I did the stuff that you need to do. Um, although you know there wasn't any obvious feedback that you were doing. The I know. Right thing. It's. it's <laughs> I don't understand how that can happen. Like because I, it has. It has. It has a slight time pressure on it as yeah. well, doesn't it? Yes, but it, but.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna talk about that explicitly right now. If you okay. don't want to know what happens, it's it's early in the game. I don't think this really counts as a major spoiler because it's in a lot of screenshots I've seen. But you find these temples, and those give you the equivalent of the Fussro Dar Dragon Shout skills, right, for this game, which is effectively just um, for me Skyrim reskinned in space, but with less interesting side quests so far, at least. Um, anyway, you go into this temple. And you have to find the temple. Now, I found the temple on my own, which to me was also a bewildering setup, right? It says, look for the anomaly on your scanner. Poorly described of it. Eventually, I did it. And it said, that will guide you to this temple. The temple, which is also the big pointy thing on the horizon, right? So maybe look for that instead of the weird anomaly in the scanner. So got to the temple, got inside. And you get inside, and there is a big contact-like spinny thing in the middle, right? Three, sin- three circles spinning. And your little blue dot, which you spend about 90% of the time in, um, in Starfield just chasing this blue dot around, right? Just following it to your next mission. The blue dot goes missing, so there's no more guide as to what to do inside this room. There is another exit on the other side. You take that exit, and you just end up back in the start again. So you're like, okay, well, I'll go inside the big spinning rings. Nothing happens. And you look around, and there's basically nothing to do there. So I left five or six times and then eventually like has to be something there. There are these small clouds of sparkly dust. But they look like a background a spot effect really. Uh, uh, you know, you wouldn't dis- you wouldn't go oh that's a thing I have to interact with. And it doesn't interact in a press A, get close to it, nothing happens. You get close to it, it disperses like a spot effect would do if you were inside it. But it turns out in order to trigger the next thing, you have to fly into is it five of them in in sequence or something like that?
0: It's a bit like that, but if you don't but if one disappears before you get to it, it look it appears that the sequence resets. Yeah. so you need to do that number again. so
1: I did I did I flew into it without looking at the guide and it dispersed. I did it a couple of times. no, no obvious change. There is a soft sound effect. That's it. Eventually I looked it up and it said you had to do it. I could not believe I, I can't believe that that gets through design and gets through production and gets through testing and no one says this is a bad idea. Not least because while you're doing that, you're panicking. You're not even looking at the cool thing that's going on. This thing is spinning faster and faster and faster. And then you complete it and you're like relieved. It's the big payoff, right? It's meant to be the dramatic moment in the movie where you discover this magic and you're like, whoa, oh my god, now I'm part of something bigger. And instead, you're just bewildered. And that's what I feel about the, the game generally is I'm bewildered at the decisions. And normally when I approach these things, I approach them as a person who knows video game design is hard. Making things is really hard. And normally when people go, oh, stupid devs, why didn't they do that? Well, there are 20,000 reasons why they didn't do that and they found them all. But this, I don't get why you would put that in there. It would be better if you walked into that cave and the thing just happened, right? it. it i don't get it
0: yeah I, I think if i mean i um i completely agree with you i found getting there harder i couldn't see the tower from where i'd landed i mm-hmm. think there are elements of procedure generation right. stuff there but and and then there's that bit because it's a it's a it's a circular room you you're, you're never sure whether you come back in the way that it did originally and all this sort of stuff so yeah anyway uh but i got through it and i yeah i'm 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 a fair bit further um i agree with everything that you're saying i mean the ui is cumbersome um you know it takes several button presses and then if you want to get accidental button press then to get back out of that it takes even more Mm -hmm. um i love how generous it is with auto saving it doesn't have the problems as some games do where you can't do it within Mm -hmm. combat in inverted commas and so it feels it feels a bit more generous with it from that point of view like the, the deaths that i have had have mainly come from space combat rather than sort of gunplay or what have you but even then it hasn't been too punishing um I, I know uh, people have been arguing about whether the t- the, the fast travel um, sort of takes you out of the no man's sky style space travel. I've actually quite, in- you know, the, again, the fast travel, if you, if you complete a mission, then, you know, some people seem to want to then walk all the way back to the space again, but you can absolutely teleport to the next mission objective, mm-hmm. and I'm for that, and you can still do that when you're encumbered as well because, yep. you know, that's, that's a real pain, is having too much oh, stuff so on annoying. you uh, and sort of where to go and where to upgrade it. But. I, I, I I get the procedural stuff and uh, I, I get the, the sort of identical bits. But for me, when you get to a new location and I've loved Cydonia and I've loved Accola Town, I think they are great locations. The other bits and bobs I've have been cool. I, you sort of turn up and you go, okay, cool. What's what's the mini story here? It's like a self-contained episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've got to a bit where they there are clearly, I, I've made some decisions which will impact the game long term. Mm-hmm. Now, I suspect they are impacting the game long term like most of these games do which is that they make you think that they are and actually they aren't like (laughs) replaying uh david cage games but but i've sort of chosen just to sort of go with it And, and so yeah look i am having a good time um i've just got to a bit now where the threat has increased i'm like okay yeah let's let's see how we get on um well, so, yeah, I can see myself sticking with it.
1: Good. Um, my game bugged out last night in a permanent way. The weapons no longer fire. And in order to do that, I have to go back several hours or wait for them to patch it. So we'll see whether I've got an update on that next week. Seven out of ten.
0: Seven out of ten. That's good. the end of there the show. We go. We've got to it was 14 minutes. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Resonance for hosting. We will see you next week. Until then, Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> "I"